Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and I'm the host of the Sales Genius Podcast, where we deep dive into what works and what doesn't in the realm of sales. I have personally spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers, and I'm here to provide you with the cheat sheet to making more deals for more money and ultimately becoming more happy. My mission is simple. I want to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My approach is going to be unique because I believe that the only thing you need to do as a salesperson is provide your prospect with a logical reason to justify their emotional decision. Now, let's go ahead and dig a little deeper into the mind of a sales genius with today's podcast. say that um, you know Joe has has done this for many many years in the area of sales for a lot of different corporations and a lot of different industries he's done a lot with the automotive industry but he has done a lot with a lot of different industries when he's talking to you what I want you to do is I really want you to think about how can you take what he says apply it to your business your industry and your your style not a perfect person don't pretend to be a perfect person if you're not you know uh andy frisella don't be andy frisella be fucking joe it's dave Meltzer for some q a for the day hi joe good to see you you guys ever go buy a car and you don't know how to not get screwed at a car dealer ask joe the bdc genius ingram and that's my bread and butter where i come from but like i love like i always like i love like what joe does sell techniques if you're in the auto industry i'll definitely contact him but he's a great guy he knows all the tricks and the traits in the auto industry business so hit him up all right here we go okay uh today we um i want to go over how to have a successful client meeting and then we'll jump into any questions if anybody has anything so um, one of the first things I want to point out is if you're going to have a client meeting where that, what does that mean? Or I call it like a prospecting meeting. So if you're sitting out there and you're saying, Hey, you know what I need to do? I need to meet with this person. And it's the first time you're meeting with them. So since it's the first time you have to do your discovery, do things like that. What I want you to say is that instead of that, I need you to think of it as the opportunity to make the introduction right? Make a positive introduction to this person. So are we going to close every time on the first first meeting? Not necessarily. So if you're not going to close on the first time, you still got to be able to make sure you leave a good enough impression that you can actually hang on for a second meeting that's there. So the first thing I want to point out is you got to be prepared for who you're meeting with. And so that means do your background check. I'll tell you that, um, So if I'm going in business to business and I'm going to walk in to meet with somebody and I have a meeting set up, then I need to know as much as I can about that business. If I'm meeting with a person, I will tell you that um, even in the software side of the business, when I was working with with a partner on doing things, it was I would go in and anytime somebody sent me a request for information, I would immediately jump over into social media and start putting their email address or their name 
looking for the things I can find out about that person. So I can get some kind of step up. If it's going into, you know, the doctor's office, going into other things that you're going to go in and actually try to sell to, then my answer would be, yeah, go ahead and get yourself in front of the person that you need to talk about it. But if you're going to be in front of me, you damn well better know who I am before you walk in. And that's what I'm looking to do now. Oh, it's not going to matter to you. You're knocking on a door, right? Just be presentable and don't throw things at people. So um, looking at, so the first thing is be prepared, get as much info as you can. Okay. Um, I want to talk about your uh, electronic etiquette. So when I say electronic etiquette, what am I saying with that? Um, you're, when you walk in, take your cell phone and turn it off. Okay, so you wanna make sure that you get no noises that come out of it. So one of the things that when I'm sitting back saying, I need to talk with somebody, I need to get somebody and I'm gonna have a meeting. One of the things I found like to be the most respectful, if your phone is like nowhere near, that's fine. But I'll tell you, it's more respectful if when you're with your phone, if you take it and you show that the screen is off and you face it down on the table. So they can see that it's there and not buzzing in your pocket and not doing other things. So it can't be on silent. It has to be nothing. So then all I do is take this and put it down in front of me. So if you guys saw that this was sitting here, let's go away from my name. If you saw it was sitting here and it's face down, I'm showing you respect to say, I don't even have it up so I can read the stuff that pops up. So I'm going to put it down over in that direction. So the phone out, but face down so that you're not distracted by that. Miss Rachel out cruising. So Mike, so looking at that. So first thing I'm, I'm being prepared, I'm getting as much information as I can about this client for the prospect meeting that goes in. My phone is turned off and face down. There's no time you're gonna grab it and go, excuse me, you don't mean shit to me. Let me read, read what my notification is. But one of the things I find the most annoying is hearing the buzz right? Because now I distracted me and I'm looking down. So if I look at it and say, hey, what's going on with this? Now I know you're thinking, oh crap, I should go look at it too. Okay. And it breaks the, the natural flow of your conversation with the person. So I'm still meeting with this prospect. The first thing I want to do is give a summary. So when I meet with these people, I'm going to tell them, okay, let me explain to you what it is we're going to talk about. So I always like to lay out the process in front of somebody so that they already know. It takes out the mystery of what's going on. So if it was Frank and the person said, hey, um, I want you guys to actually do, I want you to be my, my realtor for what I'm doing, then I would be talking to them saying, look, what we're going to do is sit down. We're going to run some comps on your house, go through things. I have a packet of information we need to fill out so that we can decide if we're going to go forward right after this process. So now they already know everything that they're gonna go through. So if they know they're gonna go through everything, then nothing is a surprise. So they're not sitting there confused by what is it you're gonna come up next. So with uh, the automotive space, we sit down looking and go, hey, you know what? We're gonna go drive the vehicle. So I'm staying outside with somebody else. Say, hey, we're gonna go drive the vehicle, make sure it's mechanically sound when we come back in. We'll gather some information, we'll get some paperwork done, and you can head home in the car. But I've thrown out the entire process to them so that they can see it. So in their mind, there's no mystery, and they can go check, check, 
check as I go through. Plus, they can also hold you accountable with the whole, well, weren't we going to do this too? Right? And they're going to say, that's, that's what you're, we, we need to do this. We need to do this. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're going to go through. So they'll help to hold you into the process. But when they start to deviate the process, they know they're deviating now too, because I explained what's going to happen to you in the next ones. So one of the things that most people don't have now, um, you know, I always reference back to automotive and automotive. We used to have brochures, right? And brochures are sexy. They're, they're, they feel good, right? They're all the different colors, all that stuff. And then, so when you, when you were to give it to somebody, you gave them something that was worth something, but you need to make sure that whatever you're giving somebody at that time, right? I like to give out stuff that has my like testimonials on it, right? Something with the company information, but it needs to be something that's of quality that you're going to leave behind because it's representing you when you're not there. So if it's something you go print at, you know, FedEx Kinko's, it needs to be the better paper. And it can't be the stuff that's so thin that the, the, the front side and the back side are bleeding through, right? And so in the automotive space, we don't do brochures anymore. Everything's online. But if I'm doing an actual meeting where I'm going into a company, then I want to represent my company the best way I could without me being there. Okay. And so that's what I want to, I want to break out with, but that's where testimonials go is on that document where somebody has said great things about you. So if they said great things about you, then great, do it, put, put stuff up there. And so that way it's there for them to do. I don't want to ever go into, and I put this down later, we don't want to actually puke out our success stories, right? Because truly who's the meaning of the meeting about? It's about the prospect and it's about them. So I really don't care about the other success stories until I ask you, who have you had success with, right? Which is a fantastic buying sign. That means you got their interest. So I always want to make sure I, I don't throw it out there unless I'm going to be asked for it. But I have my quality materials. I will tell you more and more, okay, um, anybody who's in a position of authority tends to be somebody of that driver doer personality, which is, can you just cut to the bottom line? You don't often find somebody unless you're dealing with like an accountant, right? Or somebody that's like an office manager, maybe that is the ones that stick so much in the details that they don't right care so much about, you know, cut to the bottom line. They want all the details, but most people, right have that driver doer personality, which is I don't want to be sitting here for a long time. I don't want to go through the whole dog and pony show, even though they don't know what the dog and pony show is. Okay. But they do know what I told them the process is going to be so they can go along with me. Right. They may turn around and go, Oh, we'll skip that step and let's go to here. But once I've given you the summary, the bullet points, don't make your process longer than five bullet points. So when you're going to tell them, this is what we're going to do, condense it to five different things that you go through. Okay. And I'm going to sit down and say, okay, boom, boom, boom. One of them is going to be, we're going to, exchange, I'm going to exchange materials with you. Right. So you can give them the quality material to read it their own. Now, as soon as you hand somebody something, most people will read it. So it's going to be awkward. So I slide it over to them and I say, this is for you to read and review later. So as I say it, they know that this isn't something to stop and go, okay, I got it. And now they're going to read everything instead of 
of that. I like to make it, you know, of course the bright colors and I make it two-sided. So if you have on there, on that one, right, with the testimonials, what others are saying about us is one thing I like to put up and then list that off that's there. In the automotive space, I always tell everybody, that's your evidence binder that's kept at your desk. So when you have to get up and leave your customer, you set them up, you set them that binder in front of it. The binder says all the great things about your company. The binder says all the things about the car they're looking at. So you go find all the positive stuff. And then any handwritten notes, printed emails, Yelp reviews, things along those lines, we stuff in that binder. So I can say, look, I was mentioned on Yelp 12 times. Plenty of times I've received leads when I was running dealerships. I would get customers calling me to say, hey, Joe, um, I want to buy this, this, or this, right? And I'm like, okay, and which one of my staff is preventing you from doing this, right? And they're like, oh, well, no one. I'm like, then how did you get to me? And they're like, well, I read on Yelp, and your name was listed so many times that I said you would be the one to talk to. Well, of course, I was the manager. Of course, I'd be the person. I, hopefully, I was the one you were actually talking about. But um, so I want to make sure that I cut the fat and get to the point. Okay, so I'm sitting with this person. I'm going to say, look, based on the other businesses that I've worked with in this field, here's some of the things that I believe you can have issues with. Tell me which ones I'm right or wrong with. And now I'm going to sit down and say, okay, you have a problem with customer retention. You have a problem with people answering the telephone. You have problems with this or this. And I'll give them what I know based on my experience points or what somebody has told me is our most common issues in, the, in this program. So now they're going to sit down and say, okay, yeah, that's right. That one, that one. So since I'm going to say this or that one, I now have the ability to, to go into those as well. But I will tell you that we need to actually get to the point of being authentic about our capabilities and our offering on what is what is it that can be expected so that it's I'm never going to be letting somebody down and I'll tell you this I went into a company that four years ago I trained the the three-store dealership group and I was there yesterday and the reason I was there is because I had partnered with somebody four years ago that person and I have since split but he had sold the account and I delivered it. So I was the guy executing all the training in the dealership with the staff, things like that. So when I went to NADA, the owner said, I know that guy. Hey, that's that trainer guy. Okay. So then the, 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 one of the managers with him ran over and was like, Joe, hey, and he's still there. He was like, are you guys still training? Are you still training? You still doing this? I said, yes. So when I sat across the table from him, I had all of his managers in a room yesterday and I sat down and I was talking. He goes, okay, hang on. Now, your previous partner? I said, yeah. And he said, he goes, I liked him, but he sure did tell us a whole lot of stuff that was going to get done. And then we never once saw him after that meeting. And he said, so are you going to be the same thing where you just disappear and we don't see you anymore? And I said, well, I need to be upfront with you. I'm not the guy that executes all the training." right? I just, just like you aren't the guy that goes and sells the cars. And I said, I like to come in on the first day of training, set the tone for what's going on. I said, but there is definitely a better way for me to spend my time than doing practice drills and rehearsing with people. I have trainers for this that are going to spend the time and have the repetition be done with them. But for me to do that, and if you think that's it, yeah, I, that, I'm not the company for you. 
right? It's not often the CEO comes and executes everything. Even as the, the owner of the dealership group, you still don't come into the dealership and sell the car to somebody, right? The, the owner of the, the real estate brokerage typically doesn't do house deals. He gives you to his favorite person that's on the team, and, which is Karen, of course, right? And so we do that, except you, bro. And then, but again, that's what I'm saying. You're going to sit back and look at it and say, am I the right person? Yeah, but I'm going to be very front, frank with you that I'm not going to be the person that's going to execute everything that's here. But I'm also not going to tell them, you know what's going to happen? You're going to end up with a million things that are going to be so much better. I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to tell them, well, you can expect this. You can expect this. Okay, and I'd let them decide if the results that I'm going to provide, which is a realistic result, and I always know I can get better, but I'm not going to say, I have all this, I have all this. But one of the things that I, I say is I'm, I'm going to always be very authentic with them because they can tell when you're BSing. They know when you just make it up and go through. But if, if I'm Miss Rachel and I'm going to go talk to the doctor, I think you're still doing that, right? If you go in with her equipment, because she has a company that's so new, there may not be a huge track record to say on that quality materials that she's going to leave behind with somebody, all of these great testimonials. But my answer as I sit back and go through this is I'm going to say, you know what? This is what I know I can provide to you. This is the support that I know comes with the company that's going to be here and here, but what you can expect is this. It's not gonna be a brand new piece of medical equipment that I bring in is going to come with clients too, right? It's going to be something you have to get involved in and you have to do advertising for. You have to be able to convert this and do that. We have suggested scripts for your staff to use when people call. We have these kind of things where you put it all together and say, this is what's gonna happen. But if you tell them, hey, you buy this $100,000 piece of equipment, and now you're going to make 25 grand a month. So in four months, it'll be completely paid for, even though we're leasing it for longer, right? You're already going to make your money back. That's not, that's not realistic. And that's going to be overfluffed. And it's going to be a chargeback later and a big old pain that's coming in. So that's what I do with people to, to make sure that they understand I'm only going to offer what I'm capable of. So dealership world, I have people all the time that say, oh, you'll be in and out in an hour. And then I get nothing but heat from people all day long. It says, you guys told me I'd be in and out in an hour. And I said, well, if you pay sticker, it's quicker. Okay, but you decided to negotiate. So since you decided to negotiate, it's going to take you now four hours. Good job for you negotiating. How much money did you save? Divide it by the four hours or the three hours and say, this is how much money you made per hour. That's fantastic. But that's what I'm going to deal with people all day long. Set a realistic expectation. Set up what's there. And again, because all you're going to be doing is fading heat. And when you fade heat, you lose gross profit, you lose credibility, and you absolutely lose the ability for referrals. So I don't want to ever set myself up that way. So now I'm sitting down there and I get down to the point where I need to prove to you that I'm the person to sell to you and that this company is what you want to do. Okay. But please don't puke all the other successes that you have all over them because it's never a natural transition. So I like to, as I'm talking, I pepper in the success I have from somebody else. So my example from yesterday, I sat with this dealer group and we were talking. Now, in the, the dealership world, there's, there was a BDC manager who runs the call center. There was two general managers from the store and the owner. In that situation, who is the decision maker? 
it's pretty easy to identify it's the owner that's sitting there and he just wants other people to buy in so that they don't end up and because he had all those people and i said i'll be back on friday with proposal where we can discuss all of the outline processes we're going to do but i need all those people in the room again because i'm not going to force feed something down onto somebody else during this prospect meeting so I'm going to sit back. Now, I'm not going to go, let me tell you where I trained. I did this. I did this. I did this. And so many times we spend more time talking about us and trying to say why you should trust me when every, again, anytime in sales, somebody says to you, trust me, right? We all know. Yeah. Look at all like automotive people. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Don't say that. Don't say that. Right. It means you're going to get screwed. The second I say, trust me, and that means drop your guard and let me do whatever I feel like doing, it's never going to work. Okay, it's happened to me on a couple dates. Hashtag me too. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so that's when I look at it and say, you got to make sure that you're going to do it. So don't puke out the successes. Pepper in successes that you've had during storytelling as you're talking to the person. And they go, well, is it capable of doing this? And I say, I can feel confident in saying yes, because at the so-and-so company, when I was brought in to do this and this, this is what we saw. So Michelle, you can turn around. Somebody goes, well, you know, do I know if my money's safe with you? You can say, you know, I heard that from my previous customer, so-and-so, but after everybody just took a bath in their 401k right now, and they're up 8%, right? They were very grateful that they had invested with me. Now they stop and go, oh, that makes sense, right? How many shady realtors are out there, Karen, right? You and Frank know a couple, okay? So looking at it, you guys have to be able to build that, but it needs to come from a story. It can't come from me going, now let me tell you why I'm the right choice, okay? You got the meeting, so pepper in the success stories as stories without trying to make it a section that you checked off because remember in the beginning where I said, we're going to give a summary of what's going to happen in the next 20 minutes and what we're doing. You don't turn around and go, and this is where I self promote. That's not one of those little check boxes or a bullet point where you're like, and I'm going to say why I'm so flipping great and you have to do it. And that's been slotted for eight minutes. Yes. Mike Lopez, <laughs> like saying, honestly, yeah. Or, or you say, well, to be truthful, right? Same deal. You means I was lying all before that. So if I'm going to be honest with you, oh, so you were lying before that. Watch out what's, what, what you're actually saying, right? So I'm going to pepper in one or two examples. If you make it more than two examples of these previous success stories you have, then it becomes the show about you. And it's no longer going to be received well because you're doing too much of the talking about why you're so great instead of how you can help them be great. So I want to sit down with them because again, I want to sell a product, even if the product is just me. So I want to do that. So I'm going to be telling everybody that's what we have to do. Okay. Then when I get to the end, right, everybody says you got to close. Guess what? The whole way through you're closing. Every time you get to the next bullet point, if they're still letting you talk, you're closing. Right. And I, I explain this to people all the time. A close is simply a statement or an action that, brings up an objection or allows you to move to the next stop to the next place right so I always tell people if you're sitting down and I'm gonna go well okay with your permission I can proceed that is actually a close why because they either go you know I'm done or they're gonna turn around and say well yeah go ahead 
Well, that means I'm still engaged. I still have this person. I'm still ready to go to the next one. But what I like to do is I get to the end, I talk to the people. And so yesterday, as I sat with these people and sat down, I said, is there any particular question that I didn't answer that you, that you would like to have said Joe should have answered it? And the guy looks at me and the GM goes, well, earlier you said this. And is that something we plan on doing? And somebody else who was sitting on the other side goes, what he said was this, this, and this. And I think it makes sense. And he was like, oh, I get it. I totally didn't hear that part. Because again, his brain likes to wander as well. So that guy validated it for me as it came through. And then I simply looked at them and I said, okay, so based on our conversation right now, what would you suggest is the next step in this process? Is it something we schedule for a follow-up visit now, or is it something we should just get the agreement out and move forward? Okay, because I don't want the Jack session, if that makes sense. I don't want them going, well, I'm interested. You should follow up and let's move on. And then I spend the next weeks chasing this person because I don't want to be that person. I want to be the one that, again, I don't like making phone calls, chasing people that have no interest in doing business with me because I was too weak to ask, should we do business? Okay, so if I can ask you, so should we just move forward? And they go, yeah, I think we should actually, you should grab the agreement, let's get it going. Great, now it's a one call close. I'm there and I'm talking to the person. If it's not going to be one, and then immediately when they go, well, I think the next step would be, we need to, we need to meet and go over it and talk about it. Then I say, okay. So then one of the questions I have is, does anybody have a question that they wish they would have asked? And the only person who's gonna know the answer is me. Because I'm here and I'd rather you didn't have the question left that doubt in your head and now I'm not going to be able to move forward because you have a question and later you're gonna ask somebody else in this room and they're not gonna be like so-and-so that has the answer because they heard that part of it. And then I just stare at them and wait till they say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, and so the only thing that's holding us back from moving forward right now with the agreement is that we all need to discuss it to have an agreement. Is that something that's gonna take like 15 minutes so I should just run down to the car, right? And grab my drink I left in it and then come back up. And then I'm just gonna ask and sit there and stare at them. Let them, let them decide, right? We often do that. So, okay, I'm scared, my, my brother wrote something. So that's why politicians tell a story about someone they met to deliver their message. Today I spoke with a woman that is 101 years old and she said, yeah, absolutely. Because that takes it off of me and adds credibility to me using someone else's voice. Everybody says, well, you know what? This is what they're saying about me. This is what's going on, okay? That's what I want you to do is to be that person that has the value, but you can't boast about yourself. Right. You can't just arbitrarily call yourself a genius. Oh, wait. Yes, you can. So um, I have an IQ report, too. So it's OK. Don't worry about it. But um, when you look at it, I, I need somebody else to sing my praises and I can't bring them with me. So it needs to be written out or told in a story. So one of the guys when I sat there, one of the people said, well, what if we wanted to become the biggest dealer out there? I said, well, your biggest dealer out there is Longo Toyota. And I said, and I know that because I've trained their BDC too. And they're like, oh, but that was me saying, here's credibility piece without me saying, well, let me tell you the reason they're successful, right? Because as soon as I make it about me 
it's going to be there. So I can say you can feel confident in the fact that I trained them as well. So because I trained them and I also have trained so-and-so and so-and-so, just drop the name and I go, you can feel a little bit more, a little easier knowing that you're going to learn the same thing that the number one stores are learning. Okay, that they're being trained. And now there's a value point. So if I have a previous success, boom, I can grab it. Okay. If you have like, uh, after the last conversation I had with my brother, he was like, okay, he had, he closed an escrow. Okay. So he made his deal. And as he was handing his keys, he said, oh crap, I need to get, I need to give him cards and ask for referrals. And so he did that. And then the customer texted him back with this whole nice speech saying, of course, we're going to refer you this, this, and that. But that text from the client, even without their name on it, adds more credibility to his sales and his ability to help a, a, the next customer to do that. So, and it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be something that's really fantastic. It just needs to be something you can show and say, oh, well, look, here's the, the last client I had said this, this, and this about me, right? I, do you know how many people I talk to and they're like, so what's that Wednesday thing about? And I go, I'm going to pick on you, oh. And I'm like, oh, hold on. I got pictures of Osius's checks, okay, that shows because he sent them to me and said, I guess I got to set a new goal. I've already passed the one I started the meeting with, right? And he sent me the checks and I'm like, bam, that's awesome. I, I duplicated the checks so I can actually go make them myself. But they, uh, but when he sent it to me, somebody says, what? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to show you the amount, but look, here's, here's somebody saying my goal was X amount of dollars a week. And here's the checks that I received two in a row that are above that amount. I need to set a new goal. Okay. So that to me, when somebody says, why do I want to jump on this call? And I'm like, well, because I give you a double your money back guarantee on this free call. So if you don't get value, you get twice of it back. And so he was like, okay, fine. But somebody's like, oh crap, I'm going to jump on that call. I'll jump and see if there's something that can help me. Right. And I say kudos to all of you because you all said, is there something that can help me? And I'll go listen to it. All you have to do is pick up one nugget out of every one of the actual things you participate in. You're not going to go, I use everything Joe said. You're going to go, oh, I watched Brad yesterday. I learned this. Right. I saw so and so. Brian, Rachel, Rachel, Brian, same closer school, saying hi. See you there. But looking at it, right, what does that mean? It means you can turn around and say, I took one piece from this person, one piece from this person, and I build what's unique to me and what works for you. Is everyone's method of delivery going to work the same? No. So you have to take the piece that's going to work from you. And that's how you make a million dollars a year in real estate. Oh, oh, sorry, Karen, you missed it. So for those that can't see, she was gone. She ran away. So I love what she wrote, though left her car running in the driveway woman what are you doing maria does that a lot yes so oh look who came in yes so does anybody have any questions we're at 233 we got seven minutes i try to keep you out of here for 40 minutes as a meeting run any question on somebody you're dealing with something that's out there something that says you know joe this is really pissing me off and i'll tell you only reason you're pissed off is you have a expectation that is different than reality Yes, Karen. You got a question? I'm unmuting you. There you go. Um, so the part where you said you try and get them to decide right then before you leave, let's say they say, well, we need to talk about it 
do you set a hard date for when you're going to get back or do you you know I'll yeah my, my time's valuable so i will set the next time okay right? because again if i turn around and say okay now I, they go well we need to think about it we do this and i'm gonna say so is it something i can answer now while we're here mm -hmm. right an actual question i can answer or is it that you do need to reconvene is it possible people have to actually discuss things and research more or are you shopping around other agents Right. Well, I, what I'm going to say, is it possible that somebody does need to have a discussion with somebody else to before they can actually make a decision? Okay. Yeah, it is possible. So since it's possible, my answer is going to be great. So we, we got together today. So is this something I should call you back in a couple hours? Is it something that we should talk about tomorrow? Right. And I try to move it up as, as quickly as possible. So if they turn around and go, no, it's probably going to take a couple days, then I can immediately look at them and go, you know what? Here's what I want to say. I want to make it as comfortable for both of us as possible. I'm okay if I'm not the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay if this product isn't what was on your radar and stuff. What I don't want to do is become that person who stalks you or chases after you. Right? Because I've got restraining orders, Rachel, for stuff like that. Right? <laughs> so, but um, that's what I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say, is it because I'm okay if you said no now, because what I don't want to do is become one of those kind of people, okay. right? The one that I don't want to be the one when you look at your phone and go, oh, can he get a hint? I'd rather you just told me so I didn't have to get the hint. Okay. Right. Because what if, what if they really do want to think about it and they're ready to do something, but they need a day to think about it. Mm -hmm. What, are, what yeah. are they going to tell me? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. They're, they're going to look at you and go, you know what, Karen? No, based on everybody we've seen and what we're doing, I do, we do think you're the right one, but I want to make sure that I've got everything set up before we move forward. Or no, you're still in the running. Mm -hmm. Just give me some time to check with something else. And then they're going to tell you what really happened. A lot of time it's financial. I'm worried about what's going to happen money-wise and I have to go decide if this is something I can get approved, something I can do. If you're selling a high ticket item, if you're selling something that isn't a tangible hand it to somebody thing, mm -hmm. right? Cause like Brian, I know Brian's over here. He has a tangible thing, but he has the, his training that some of us have gone through and learning the right way to, to read people. He has a course where he can teach you what everybody's thinking, what everybody wants to do and how you can on the fly adjust your presentation to that person you're sitting in front of and do i have to be more detailed with this person by looking at him do i have to be more you know it's all about the feeling kind of stuff he can teach you just by looking at your face right it's something that valuable but to him is there something i can say this is what you're going to get when you come out he's going to say here's what i'm going to present to you what you capture while you're in here i can't guarantee you're going to ever know we've all gone to some event and left and never did put anything in place right, right? We've all got that stuff. So, but again, if you don't have something tangible to turn around, right? So Mike, Mike tells you, hey, if you come in, you'll end up with one of his motorsports pieces of equipment, right? You're leaving in a bike, you're leaving with whatever's there. There's something tangible to seal the deal at that point. But if I'm gonna be selling something intangible, right? That I can't touch and hand to you. You can't hand me a house while we're sitting there discussing whether or not I wanna buy something or sell my own house. Right. So you have the intangible thing of a service that's going to be delivered. Right. Okay. okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's because I had a shitty experience with a previous realtor. Oh yeah. Always. That, right. That, which is, which that, is why I look and say authenticity 
And if somebody goes, well, can you close in this amount of time? It's like, I don't know if I can, right? It's going to be based on, you could be telling, I could say, yes, I can sell your house in 30 days. My brother sold one of my investment houses in 24 days, mm -hmm. right? But when you look at that and he said, okay, yes, but if I told him you have to sell this in 30 days, and then I tell him I want to be priced $80,000 more than market, right? Then they look and say, you're a failure. You told me you could do it. Well, I didn't say I would set the bar and the time limit that's there. So I wouldn't in the initial meeting promise the world and then under deliver. Right. So, there's white people in Orange County and they all leave bad Yelps. Okay. Oh. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I'm starting a collection now where I grab them all from Yelp where it says, if I could give zero stars, I would. Right. That's how they, all the white people start their Yelp reviews. <laughs> All right, any other questions? We got one minute. Dun, 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 dun. Has anybody sold anything so far this week? It's Wednesday. Good, I got some nods. Rachel, did you nod or did you not? Did you sell anything? Girl, Michelle's nodding. We got the camera back on for Michelle, she's nodding. Tyler, he sold something, he's just too shy. Yes. Osias, are we on track for our week? End the week. You what? I'm about 10% behind my goal, but I'm almost there. Yeah. The good thing is his goal is also like 25% higher than what he used to make. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good. so he's technically 15% ahead of where he was, but we always set new goals. So I need a, I need a CRM. I need to find a CRM that's free. Yes. You know where you go? Google. No. The Google machine. Okay. It's on the line. Yes. You go to Google, you type in free CRM, there's a whole bunch. I've done a lot okay. of, I've played with several of them, but uh, we, Mo is usually on this one and Mo knows a whole bunch of the free stuff that's out there. So I'll connect you and Mo together. We, you guys can talk CRM, it's there. Good, good. Okay, I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you for another War Game Wednesday. Be good, go sell something. Thank you guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Of course. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. Thanks. Awesome job. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for choosing to spend your time with us here at the Sales Genius Podcast. If your company is looking to increase sales or is having an event that would benefit from one of the Sales Genius team members attending, please look us up on the web at salesgenius.live. Salesgenius.live. Don't forget to like this episode. Subscribe to the channel and share it out to the world. Until next time, remember more deals, more money, more happy. Now go out there and close a deal. <laughs>